welcome to the Effortless Weddings Podcast. My name is Heidi, I'm your host and a marriage celebrant in Melbourne. If you're interested in booking me as your celebrant, don't forget to mention the podcast to get a 10% listener discount off the package of your choice. For those of you that are new to my audience, thank you for joining me. Each week I talk to a wedding industry professional about how we can help you with planning your wedding. Not anyone else's idea of a wedding, your wedding, an event that is meaningful to you. We guide you through figuring out what that means with the aim of making it all completely effortless. Today, I chat with Emily from I Do Pause, a veterinary nurse with behavioural and medical expertise who takes on all the logistical stress of having your fair baby involved in your wedding day. Offering a full range of services from pre-training through to honeymoon care, you can be sure that your best friend is professionally cared for. Oh, hi, Emily. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on the Effortless Weddings podcast. How are you going? No worries. Thanks for having me. I'm well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I can't complain too much. We've got nice weather, restrictions are easing. So yeah, we're all on the up here. Yeah. Good. Good to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Now you're based in Adelaide and have a business called I Do Pause. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, correct. And you just recently opened the Melbourne branch within the last year. Yeah, we've been in Melbourne for one season now and yeah, waiting to see once the restrictions lift, what the following season will look like, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, the business name I Do Pause sounds pretty self-explanatory, but you guys actually (laughs) offer quite a range of services. Would you mind taking us through what it is you do? Yeah, so it's all on the wedding day, um, which is the I Do part, but then it's also like I Do Pause. Um, Being a vet nurse, I think it sort of um, opens up a wider variety of um, things that we can offer to couples. So um, we generally do a meet and greet first and get to know the dog's behaviour and get to know what the couple's expectations are for the day. Um, and we offer training sessions. So if they do have, you know, a big idea of the dog walking down the aisle um, as ring bearer or if they, you know, want them to greet guests as they arrive and do that politely, we can do training sessions so they're not jumping on guests or barking throughout the ceremony and stuff. Um, yeah. And then you can see my cats walking past <laughs> in the background. There's two animals appearing on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a few today. <laughs> um, yeah, so we can do training sessions leading up to the wedding. And then on the wedding day, um, we'll pick the dog up from the couple's house. We can give it a bath and spruce it up, dress it up in bow ties or flower crowns or whatever they, whatever colour scheme they've got going on, we can suit that to that. Um, and then we'll drive it up to the venue, um, help it fulfill any roles that they um, want to do, whether it's yeah, greeting the guests or ring bearer or flower pup. Um, and then we'll yeah, sit with it through the, throughout the ceremony, make sure it's you know paying attention, not barking or you know getting restless or anything. Um, we'll pick up after it. We'll bring it all the treats or the water. Um, help with the photographer to get it into position and make sure it's looking at the camera each photo. Um, and then yeah, after we'll drive it back to their house feed it some dinner and tuck it into bed. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very so fun job. <laughs> yeah, the whole wedding day there is covered. I love that there's a grooming yeah. service included in that as well. Because yeah. um, I think particularly on the wedding day, 
we forget so many things, you know, like when, when yes. you're the couple getting married, that's literally all you're focusing on is the fact exactly. that you need to get ready. You need to get spruced up yourself and you need to get yeah. yourself to the wedding. So yeah. the fact that you can just take that on, I think is so yeah. good for, for anyone who wants their fur baby. You don't involved. want a smelly dog to rock up to the wedding. So we'll spruce <laughs> it up beforehand. <laughs> I know my dog, if there's one day that he's going to go roll in a puddle of mud or find a filthy spot in the backyard or something, it's going to be the wedding day. The morning of the wedding. <laughs> yeah. And you guys can supply that attire as well. I mean, when you said flower crown, like I'm picturing the most beautiful dog with a flower crown. That is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we work with the florist to get like, yeah, cute, cute collars or um, ones that sort of sit on a clip that sort of go into their little top of their crown and we just pop it on like right as the photo's been taken and then take it back off. Um, and I've seen beautiful ones where we, um, we decorate the whole leash in flowers. So it's sort of, um, if the dog's, um, you know, not wanting to have stuff around its actual neck, then we can decorate the leash. So then there's still sort of flowers involved, but not having them around the actual dog. Yeah, a that's idea. a really good idea. Um, <laughs> I've been to a few weddings where there's been dogs involved and I love it. Like yeah. it's just the cutest thing and so guests good. love it. Yeah. Everybody loves yeah. it. It's like a talking um, point and relaxes people. And yeah. 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 I haven't seen many where a service like yours has been involved though, which means that, mm. you know, as the celebrant, I'm always like, okay, so who's responsible for this dog once <laughs> this happens? Because yeah. ultimately it wants mum or dad or, you know, it wants yeah. their owner. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's nice to to know that that's taken care of and those logistics are yeah. being handled. <laughs> yeah, we don't want someone in a suit or a pretty dress to have to pick up its poop, and you know that's just we can do that. And you know, a guest is we want them to be engaged in the actual couple, the whole ceremony. We don't want them to have to be looking down and you know patting the dog and getting slobber on them and making sure the dog's amused. And you know, if the dog starts barking or being restless we can just leave the ceremony and just go for a quick walk and come back two minutes later. But, you know, mother of the bride shouldn't have to do that. We don't want them to have to yeah, occupy a dog. So we'll do that. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That means that everybody in attendance can actually stay present and, and enjoy the ceremony. Yeah. 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 And can you tell me a little bit more about that beforehand training? Um, yeah, I imagine that it would be different from dog to dog, owner to owner, venue to venue. Um, but yeah, yeah, if you're able to take us through a little bit what that might involve. Yeah, depending on um, what they want to learn. So um, as a vet nurse, we did um, medical training as well as behavioural training. So um, sort of going through like puppy preschool stuff like sit and drop and those kind of things and walking nice in a leash, they can all be adapted to particular um, things that they may want on their wedding day. So walking from point to point, um, turns into walking down the aisle from point to point. So walking from one end to the other end, sitting nicely and, you know, having the rings around their neck, sitting still while they take their rings off and then turning around and walking back to me. So they're sort of bright in the groom at one end of the thing and the dog just has to walk straight down, get the rings off, come back to me and sit with me for the rest. So we do a couple of training sessions for that particular skill um, leading up to the wedding. So we start it normally at about sort of five-ish months out from the wedding. Um, most of the dogs will pick up that one skill walking from point to point within the first training session. And then it's just up to the couple to practice that up until the wedding day. And then we'll normally do a couple, um, a couple extra training sessions um, throughout that five months if we think that 
if they have any questions or they're worried and on the day we'll practice there we get there half an hour before the ceremony starts and we'll practice that just going up and down up and down you know while caterers are setting up and florists are doing their things so there's distractions so yeah sort of works well to do the beforehand and then on the day as well yeah that's a really good idea because like i know with my dog what we do in the training session that seems to go really well when the trainer's there <laughs> as soon as the trainer walks out the door it's like that it never happened Woo. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's so good that you've got like you know a, a practice program in place and yeah readdressing yeah. it and doing it with all those distractions because my goodness yeah. there are distractions at weddings aren't there <laughs> definitely distractions and there's always backup plans as well like um, on the weekend, we had um, the idea was that the this two-year-old nephew was meant to walk down the aisle um, with their dog, um, but about ten minutes before, the two-year-old was like, "I don't want to go by myself." So I was like, right, "I'll be with you. It's okay." <laughs> so we walked down together, and it was fine. The yeah, the photographer knows sort of focus on the kid and the dog. Don't focus on me. And yeah, it, it worked perfectly. So there's always backup plans in place just in case the the two-year-old cracks it. The dog generally doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's just the nature of weddings in general. We have backup plans for yeah. our backup plans. And yeah, when you bring kids exactly. and animals into it, we, we triple up yeah. on those, don't we? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, sure. and when I, I'm thinking of ring bearer and I've often said to couples, if they're having a very little child or an animal that they want to bear the rings, I have yep. said, depending on who that is, like what kind of animal you've got, their behavior, their training, what kind of child, whatever it might be, yeah. it might be an idea to give them fake rings fake just rings. for the photo op. Yeah. And give yeah, somebody else like a groomsman. <laughs> yeah. So is that something you recommend? Yeah. We, we sort of judge it by the, yeah, the dog as well as um, I guess the kid. Um, but yeah, we judge it by the dog. If it's um, super well trained, it's doing everything perfectly. There's no you know, lambs or ponds or ducks in the background or anything. And the owners are like, no, 100% this dog has done it every single time on command. Then I'm like, yep, still good. We're insured. You do it then. Yeah. Other times <laughs> I'm like, oh, I still don't trust it. Let's just get some fake rings just in case. And yeah, yeah. The best man will have the real ones in his pocket or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking as the celebrant too, when it comes time to do the ring exchange, the logistics of getting it from a dog aren't always great. So yeah. again, having you there as a service to help assist with that is better than yeah. a poor guest or, you know, yes, a bridesmaid or a groomsman or something trying yeah. to fumble with the dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Undo the 12 knots that I've done in the yeah. bow tie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so you said like sometimes you may have to step in and, and walk the dog down the aisle to assist a child or another person or something. So yeah. just to put it out there for our couples, I've got to assume that you guys are all appropriately attired for weddings. Yeah, we basically are dressed as if we're an actual guest. So on the weekend, actually, um, one of the owners of the venue I ran into um, on my way out and I was like, oh, hi, Ruth, how are you doing? I was talking to her and she's like, I don't even recognise you. I thought you were just a guest. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't like to wear name badges or, um, you know, any, anything like that. I basically dress like I'm a guest. Yeah. But I mean, appropriate. I still have to wear, you know, pants that I can bend down in and shoes that in case I need to run in, but they're cute pants and they're cute shoes. Yeah. So you're not also being confused for like a, a staff member from the venue as well. Yeah, exactly. We don't, yeah. We don't want that. No, I'm not a caterer. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it sounds like you've got everything pretty much covered there. Other than dogs, it's like, are there any other animals other than dogs that you've worked with for weddings? Um, I've worked with horses. Um, it wasn't me personally. So I was working with the two dogs. Um, and then I've got a girl that works with me that does horses. I am honest, I don't know anything about horses. Yeah. So I've hired a girl <laughs> that does know things about horses. Um, so yeah, she brought the horses along. I brought the dogs along. The horses stayed for probably 20 minutes while we stayed for three hours. So the time difference there with, I guess, the temperament of giant horses versus tiny dogs is very different. So yeah, I let her do make Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I let her do what she knows. She lets me do what I do. And um, yeah, but apart from that, we we don't really um, condone cats going to weddings. I don't think it's really... um, I mean, you may have a cat that's super um, confident and maybe appropriate for a wedding, but personally, I haven't met the cat yet that I've said yes to. Um, I've had plenty of inquiries about it and I'm like, if you can convince me, then I'll do it. But I get to the person's house and the cat's scared of me or, you know, like I work at a vet clinic and majority of the time, 99% of the cats that come in are petrified of just going in the car five minutes down the road and you know half of the weddings you know down to the peninsulas you know an hour in Melbourne we go to Barossa which is another hour so yeah it's not really nice for a cat but dogs love the outing so yeah all dogs (laughs) (laughs) you haven't had like rabbits or lizards or anything crazy like that no no (laughs) again rabbits are too scared I'm yeah. scared of lizards, so I'd say no to that. Really? <laughs> yeah, not into the scales. <laughs> Just the fluff. Oh, that's so funny. So dogs is pretty much your specialty, but you're willing yeah. to meet with other animals. But yeah, it's not, I'll definitely. It's not likely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can prove me wrong, I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, everybody. If you have a lizard <laughs> that you would like to bear your rings at your wedding, please contact ID Paws. <laughs> Great. <laughs> So if a couple's decided that they want to have their fur baby involved in their wedding and mm-hmm. they've decided they want to hire a service like yours and they contact you, other than like needing to know the date and needing to get to know the, the animal, is there anything else you need to know from them? Uh, we need to know, I, I guess, the venue's um, rules and regulations around dogs, um, which has been super easy for Adelaide because it was um, such a slow progression of us building our, um, I guess, portfolio um, the first year we had eight weddings, then we went to 15 and it sort of like doubled up until then. Um, and now we're doing sort of 100 weddings, but it's, it's been such a slow build that I've been able to do um, sort of site views and chat with all of the venue owners at each wedding. Melbourne sort of went from zero to 100 straight away. <laughs> I didn't realise how dog obsessed Melbourne was. Yeah, everybody's got a dog in Melbourne. (laughs) Everyone has a dog. And, like, I get there's more people in Melbourne as well. And um, so, yeah, I've had to hire a lot more people in Melbourne to go out and do the site um, viewings and, yeah, get to know the venues and where you can go, where you you can't go. Um, Some of them have, like, time allocations, like we can only have the dog here for an hour or up until food is served. So, yeah, getting to know the venue, which is um, up to us, but then I also... Um, ask a lot of couples like oh we haven't been to that venue yet is there anything you can tell me before I then I then go and contact the the venue too yeah yeah and do you need to have like vaccinations up to date or a health check or anything like that yeah 
Yeah, so they just have to, um, they fill out a form and it basically tells me about the dog's behaviour, if they're good with other people, you know, men, women, children, elderly, um, what vaccination status they're up to and desexing status as well. Um, and then basically leading up to the day, um, they need to tell me if their dog's sick at all. So um, they can't have stitches in, um, obviously that's just a um, but if they are sick, I just needed to know, um, you know, we can medicate when we pick them up or drop them back home. Um, but also we need to know how to clean our car with what products, because we've got a thousand animals coming in and out of our car every day. Yeah. And so you said yeah. you can actually administer medications as well. So that goes, so yeah. all your staff in Melbourne vet qualified as well? Yeah. All of the girls are vet nurses. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> It makes you feel so much more confident knowing that you've not only hired a service who is, you know, happy to work with animals, but qualified to work with animals. <laughs> yeah, I think that's sort of like our point of difference and how we've gone from zero to 100 so quickly is we're not just dog walkers or we're not just dog obsessed people. We're actually trained both medically and behaviorally to look after the dog. Um, and plus, um, when I started the business, it was because... I had my dog in my wedding and I know how terribly that went. And I know exactly oh, no. the things I had to think about leading up to the wedding and then all the dramas that happened with the dog on the day of the wedding that I was like, okay, so now I know exactly what needs to happen for someone else's wedding. But yeah, I've sort of already planned all of that. So when people ask questions, I'm like, well, I did this and I wouldn't suggest doing that. <laughs> Okay, so now you're going to have to take us through your wedding day, Emily. We're going to have to hear the story. Casey, I'll show you the disaster. Oh, this is the disaster, the culprit. This is the little dog of honour. You see him there? So this man was the dog of honour at our wedding. Um, so he had a nightmare trying to figure out how to get him to the wedding. So we actually had, um, he arrived up with the boys, so with the groom and the groomsmen. Um, and he had a good sniff around. Um, there was peacocks and chickens and so many lambs and all these like fun distractions for him. And he actually did really well leading up to the actual ceremony. Um, but then we made the mistake of giving him to the best man to hold for the ceremony. So down I walked down the aisle and he sees me, but he doesn't really like take note of me or whatever. But it wasn't until we actually started saying the vows that he was like, oh my God, that's mum. That's mum. Oh. So he ripped <laughs> off the leash, did like a couple laps of the ceremony venue, came up, jumped on me. The bridesmaid basically like held me up so I didn't fall over. He barked. He just had an absolute ball just saying hello to everyone once he he was just so excited to be involved and Aww. he had to get my my dad had to like catch him basically and sit with him for the rest of the ceremony and keep him amused and then after that we then had to we got a couple of photos with him after um and I had to convince a friend to leave the ceremony drive 45 minutes back to our house to drop him off and feed him dinner but then come back 45 minutes to come back to speeches and the rest of the party. So yeah, the whole thing was just like a logistic nightmare. And I was like, surely this service should exist. Maybe I'll yeah. just start it. So I yeah. started it. That's yeah. A, wow. Like you said, everything that could have gone wrong with an animal went wrong yeah. for you. You Pretty much, things. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. And we honestly got like my favorite photo of the whole wedding day is him jumping and he gets like he's 
sort of knee height normally. He jumped all the way up to my cheek and you can literally see him like kissing my cheek while I'm saying my vows. It's really Aww. cute. Oh, that's the shot. That's the yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's not good timing, guy. That's the that's the shot that we're gonna have to use to promote this episode. So I can send it to you. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah, that sounds like the best photo. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah. I feel like that's probably your example of one of the worst weddings you can think of where an animal was involved. <laughs> Do you have any others? Um, not really. I think like most of them the owners know the dog's behavior and they know their expectations of how much their dog can be involved in. So they've all basically gone very smoothly. Oh, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) So then in in terms of what are some of your best weddings where animals have been involved in, I'm going to assume that it's probably where you've had really good relationship with the couple and a lot of contact and communication. But yeah, if you, if you can talk us through how your couples can help with this experience to just make everything run really nicely on the day. Yeah. Just like chatting heaps and just being honest with me on how their dog's behavior actually is. And um, I often say to them, cause they're like, Oh, well the dog's fine on a walk or it's fine. Um, you know, at home. And so I always say, try taking them to like a football game or, um, you know, a playground where there's lots of noise and lots of distraction and see how they go where there's random people doing like random things that they may not have ever experienced before or take a little family barbecue or something like that where there's drinking involved and people want to pat them and stuff and see how they go that way. And then they can actually give me um, some opinions on how they go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But communication's gonna be super key for you. Definitely <laughs> communications, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the option is there to have lots of regular training sessions, like there's possibly an additional cost if they need a lot more assistance from you guys, but the option's yeah. there. They can pretty much do as many as they want. I've had some couples basically say and be honest, we're really not gonna practice. So if you could just come out every fortnight and do it with us again, that'd be great. And At so least they were honest. Being, yeah, exactly. I'd rather them be <laughs> honest than get to the day and be like, we didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least they were honest. And yeah, we caught up um, every fortnight for probably four or five months, I think. Um, and the dog was perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Have you noticed any patterns with any particular breeds at all? Or is it just hitting me? We sort of go through like, um, like peaks. Oh, here's a cat. Yeah. This is... <laughs> It's pretty sleepy. like storm grey colour. So beautiful. Yeah. Russian blue. Oh, <laughs> like well, sorry. Blue, not grey. <laughs> Correction. Yeah. <laughs> but not a um, cheap sort of... cat, Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> we actually adopted her. She was actually dirt cheap when I saw her. And I don't think that the rescue centre knew what she was. And so I was like, I want that one now. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. You knew exactly what you were doing. Yep. <laughs> Oh, sorry, um, yeah, I cut we, you off there. No, that's all right. Dog breeds, we sort of go through like peaks and troughs. Like I, I feel like, you know, one month I'll have, you know, 12 Labradors all in a row. Um, and then the next minute it's all like little cavoodles and like tiny little dogs. But it's hard to know if it's, and I'm pretty sure it is quite um, sort of, it goes on what I'm advertising on social media. So if I post a, a staffy, I'll always do like, hashtag staffies of Insta or something. And all of a sudden I'll get, you know, 20 inquiries about staffies in weddings. So I think it sort of like runs, runs like that. But yeah, there's definitely, depending on, um, I guess, what area of um, the city they're in, um, yeah, it's definitely 
trends on what dog breeds to get. And being having two Aussie Shepherds myself, I'm not meant to play favourites, but it's very hard not to when they're <laughs> your own breed. We get a lot of Aussie Shepherds and Border Collies and a lot of the working breeds come to us, yeah. which is good. Yeah. yeah. And do you notice if there are any patterns in terms of this breed of dog always behaves well or this breed of dog never behaves well? Is, is that something that happens or is it just, who yeah. knows, luck of the draw? There's definitely breeds that are prone to doing certain things. So um, <laughs> there's the other cat walking past. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Um, I'm getting like a... <laughs> it's just a zoo walking past. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's certain breeds that do like particular behaviours. So the sappies have that like constant little like cry thing in their throat. Um, so that's always fun on a wedding day, trying to keep like a staffy quiet with treats while the while the vows are going on. Um, yeah, border collies, they are just there for their job and they know exactly what they're doing. And Labrador just want to say hello to everyone. I had this hilarious wedding. This is actually probably one of my favourite weddings. Just the florist was just amazing and it was, everything was just like the perfect wedding where you go into and you're like, this could just be Pinterest. This whole thing is just stunning. Um, but there was yeah. a Labrador and a Border Collie. Both of them were ring bearers. So one had the girl's ring, the other one had the boy's ring and they'd been training perfectly. They were, everything was go, we're all good. I let the leash off. They were meant to walk straight down the aisle. <laughs> of course the Border Collie knew exactly what to do and off he trots straight down the aisle and sat there and get the rings. The Labrador, it went down the aisle, but it just said hello to every single person on the way past and sort of like zigzagged and licked everyone's knee. And that was really cute. It was just like showed the dogs two personalities and the videographer just like loved it, <laughs> lapped it up. Yeah. yeah. You just put push, press repeat on whatever song was supposed to be playing. We're going to make exactly. this work. <laughs> yeah. Make this work. Yeah. yeah there's Those definitely the trends. Moments. Yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. trends per breed. Yeah. And those are some of the moments that, like you said, they just make the day. Like, although you, you yourself, with your own experience at your wedding, you had so many experiences of things going wrong, so to speak, but that also yeah. ended up being one of your favorite photos of the day. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's his personality. I mean, if he yeah. jumped in the pond, I'd obviously be extremely angry, <laughs> but I mean, it's his personality to go and say hello to everyone and do some laps. So yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I've got a beagle ear myself, so oh, he cute. is nose to the ground, picking up yep. everyone's scraps of food. And yep. if he can't get to me or my husband, he is just going to whine the whine. whole time. <laughs> he can get to us, so that would have been yep. our experience if we'd have had him at our wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the food obsessed dogs are the easiest ones because if I've got all the treats. They focus on me. So yeah. that makes he my was job super easier. easy to train. When we did yeah. puppy school, we did the behavioral puppy school. Um, yeah. With like, yeah, like a behaviorist instead of through our local vet clinics because they were yeah. pretty much just let the puppies play. Um, yeah. So we found another school, which was still run by a vet nurse, which was great. So, um, yeah. but it's yeah, and he. Guys. Yeah. And he nailed it. Like at the end of eight weeks. So by the time he was 16 weeks old, he was doing sit, stay, drop, roll over, speak, um, <laughs> high <scholar>. five. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause, so cause he's the best. he was so easy to train. Yeah. Like the trick yeah. was really, really easy. <laughs> They're the best dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> best Easiest ones to wear, dogs like, to train. Stay. You're just like, here you go. Yep. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> yeah. No, we have to be careful yeah. where we keep 
food though because otherwise he would um be huge <laughs> demolish it all in one go i'm sure <laughs> i reckon he would eat till he popped. yeah he'd eat till he, popped, till he popped if we let him yeah um, so you guys generally don't stay beyond the ceremony then you you generally like after photos straight after the ceremony you sort of off with the dog yeah pretty much um the ceremony finishes um and generally we say about an hour for photos um that way straight after the ceremony we can take the dogs for a walk get any wheeze out have a drink and sort of chill out for a little bit um we normally come back and that's when family photos are sort of starting to happen so they've already said their congratulations and you know, finished all of that and it's family photo time. So we'll normally jump in a couple of them and then again, go off again and have a bit of a break and say hello to some guests. And that's when the photographer then normally says, all right, couple and bridal party, we're going to go for a wander and get some photos. So we'll follow them and photographer, we just let them do what, what photos they want to do. And we just, yeah, make sure the dog's in position, facing the camera and looking at the camera and doing all of that. Um, if they, uh, so that normally takes about an hour, um, but if they say, let's jump in the car and drive to the next location or drive to the beach or whatever, we can always get in the car and drive somewhere else if the photographer wants. So we can always add on extra time um, as long as the dog's happy to stay longer. But generally, if they're jumping in the car, it's a whole different thing again. So they're cool to be around. Yeah. Yeah, so if the dog's had enough, you can go. But if the if everything's going well, you can stay for longer and go to a few locations. Yeah. Yeah, and the couple are always like super okay with that. They're always just like, no, the dog's had enough, just take it home. Or oh no, we're doing fine. We'll keep going. Get one more photo. Yeah, it works fine. Yeah, just communicating between the the dog's feelings and the couple, what they want, and the photographer keeping everyone happy. Yeah. And I did notice on your website that there is a honeymoon package. Is that available here in Melbourne as well? Yeah, we still do the honeymoon package in Melbourne as well. It's basically, um, I mean, not many honeymoons happening at the moment, unfortunately. No. But um, if they... <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah. When you can go on your honeymoon, yeah. <laughs> um, we can yeah, pick up your dog. Um, we can stay at your house. We'll, you know, water the garden, bring in the mailbox, put out the rubbish bins, whatever else needs to happen. Um, just basically, we want your dog to feel as comfortable as possible. You don't always want to have to take your dog to a boarding kennel um, for, you know, two weeks while you're overseas or whatever. So, yeah, we'll stay at your house and keep them amused um, for the while you're away. And then when you come home, the dog's happy. Um, or if you do decide to go into a boarding kennel um, after the wedding, we can drop them to the boarding kennel and then let us know when your flight comes back in and we can pick it up from the boarding kennel and drop it back to your house. So then you've got a friend to greet you when you arrive. <laughs> That's amazing. You just, you're literally yeah. taking all the stress off the couple for this yeah. one thing. Like it's, I love that. That's so yeah, good. That's the idea. We don't really want them to think that the dogs are burden on the wedding day at all. We want them to think that the dogs a guest. And I guess like, you know, the mother of the bride would do all that herself, just driving around. So we'll just chauffeur the dog around and do that for them. Yeah. And yeah. with that honeymoon package, I think like where my mind's going, what I'm loving about it is if you've been with them throughout that training leading up to the wedding and then you were there on the day at the wedding, like you're already a familiar face, a familiar scent. Yeah, yeah you're already familiar yeah. with the with the animals. So that would make we're them best so friends by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've gotten pretty comfortable with each other. <laughs> yeah. I hate saying goodbye to them. I always think like, I wonder what that dog's doing now. <laughs> so Aww. it's definitely fun to have like the honeymoon period as well and be able to spend like extra time with them. 
yeah. and even better if they've got an Instagram page because then I can keep stalking them forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Animal lovers. That's uh, what yeah. we like to do, right? We just want to keep We're stalking. We're a weird kind. <laughs> yeah. We just want to keep seeing the pretty puppies and doggies. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's about it from me, Emily. Do you have anything you'd like to add or promote or let our couples know? No, I don't think so. I think we covered everything. That was a good chat. Yeah, yeah. I just I yeah, went to get I'm back out. You're so excited stuff. about it, and I was like, "Why weren't you guys here when I got married seven years ago?" Because <laughs> I would have loved to have had my little boy involved, but um, yeah, it was it was all turning into a bit too much of a burden. It was like we yeah the training probably wouldn't have been so bad because he's so food obsessed and we probably would have been able to make that happen. But yeah, then it was like, yeah. well, who's going to look after him? Who's going to take yeah. him home? And because our wedding, I live in, I live about ne- nearly an hour away from where we got married. And it yeah. was like, so who, who's going to drop him off, pick him up, feed him. Yeah. It was all just yeah, turning into a too hard basket. Such an effort. Yeah. yeah. We, we try and take that away from them entirely. And we, we've had couples like at wedding expos be like, what is this business? We don't have a dog, but please tell me more. Okay, we're going to yeah. buy a dog and co- get in contact yeah. with you. <laughs> this is our region to now have funny. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to have no a chat with me for the podcast. No worries. Thanks for having me on. This is fun. Yeah, you're more than welcome. I hope we keep in touch. Yeah, sounds great. I'm sure I'll, well, once the restrictions lifted, I'll definitely be back in Melbourne. So hopefully I'll see you at a Melbourne wedding soon. <laughs> that would be awesome. And you take care yeah. and good luck with everything with the baby. Thank you. Cheers. No you worries. too. See ya. <laughs> Bye. As always, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Effortless Weddings podcast. Give the Instagram at Effortless Weddings a follow. This is where I promote upcoming episodes and also ask you for your feedback on who you want to hear from what information you need to know and what areas you might need a hand with. If you happen to have some positive things to say and might like to help encourage others to join the tribe, give us a little review on your preferred podcast streaming service. And to keep hearing more great wedding advice from some of the best the industry has to offer, hit subscribe and get notified each week as new episodes drop. Once again, my name is Heidi, and if you have any questions, ideas for an episode, or even want to share your wedding planning stories, feel free to contact me. All of my links and information will be listed in the episode description. Thanks again for listening. Keep doing happy dances, and remember that life is always better when sprinkled with cheesy love stuff.